and then you just move a stick and they're together. You know, it's like magic. And they are all playing something you created that you've been listening to from the speakers of your computer with virtual sounds that are nothing like the orchestra. I'm Brian Paris, Sounds of Berkeley. We tend to think of a career as something that comes after education. You study it, then you do it. For recent film scoring alumnus and composer Pedro Osuna, it's more like you study it while you do it. At 16, he started working with film composers in Spain, where he grew up, and by age 17, he'd orchestrated his first documentary. At Berkeley, he continued to work on films and concert music and landed an internship in Los Angeles that quickly yielded job offers from around the world. In his final year, he was given the George Delarue Award, the film scoring department's highest honor. And yet, when he started learning music, he was often chided for being a little too creative with the classics. Well, I grew up in Spain, in Granada, and I think everything started through the piano. I was that kid who got asked to play Chopin, but he would play um, fake Chopin. Like he would, I would learn the music by ear or with the score, but then I would play something else, play another melody and get the Russian pianist, like professor, mad with me. And, and I would try to play Beethoven, but sounding like Chopin, and then Mozart, but sounding like someone else, and like do all these things that were fun for me. But it was all through creating in the spot and improvisation. Apart from his love of classical composers, he also had a passion for film. He cites film composers John Williams and Ennio Morricone as heroes. And when he realized he could go down a similar road, he never looked back. It all clicked in my mind. I could do music that was written, uh, that I could write music that would be for films. And that was a job. And I heard about this guy in Madrid who was doing that. So I, I took some Skype lessons with him. And then I became his assistant and I started orchestrating for him. And I would take all these night buses to Madrid to go record. And then I would come back in the same day. And I, would, I was always exhausted, but so with so much energy just from the adrenaline of being doing what I love to, to do. In a way, you could see Pedro's early propensity for improvising on the classics as something that set him up well for film given that his source material changes every time he takes on a new film. Each filmmaker has their own world, and, and that's why it's so beautiful, because you have to reinvent yourself. And your voice always come out, comes out, um, but, but you have to, to change costumes every time, because you have to be the voice, your voice, but also the voice of the filmmaker, because you're creating together. Within that, a composer has to have a voice, a sonic calling card. But focusing on finding your voice, in Pedro's opinion, may be the wrong approach. I'm going to quote Philip Glass. When he got asked that question, he said, finding my voice? That's something I've been trying to get rid of my whole, my whole career. <laughs> I think there's no, you shouldn't try to find your voice. You should just try to do good work and do it a lot. Like do a lot of work. And writing every day, every day, every day. And then uh, your voice comes out of the decisions you make. Nadia Boulanger, is, she was a, a teacher, in the, in the best music teacher in the 20th century, 20th century, and she said that your voice doesn't come from, from being restricted in your knowledge, but rather from trying to understand all the techniques and choosing what you use. So I think with the pressure of time and the deadlines of film projects and commissions, you, you can't afford to, to get crazy and make something you've never done. So you just go with what's natural to you and honest, and that's when your voice comes out. In that sense, deadlines and getting work were essential for Pedro. 
So when he had the opportunity to do an internship in L.A. with composer Lucas Vidal, a Berkeley alumnus and fellow native of Spain, Pedro knew it would be a game changer. I was working in music and motion productions, a film music studio in L.A. And the, the lead composer, well, the composer is Lucas Vidal. He was as an alumni in Berkeley, and he was kind of like, every young composer, composer in Spain knows him. He's one of these people you look up to. There was just one problem. Being able to afford living in L.A. with only an internship, even for a short time, just wouldn't work. Berkeley's Career Center made it happen for Pedro, providing supplemental funding through one of their internship fellowships. Living in L.A. was so, so expensive. And so it, no, I, I think it wouldn't have been worth it and I wouldn't have been able to do it without the, without the fellowship. So for me, it was absolutely worth it. I was in the studio like 24-7. <laughs> I learned so much. And then after coming back to Berkeley, it was, it was very different because I had had this experience of knowing how a, a big project is done and how that kind of, uh, how it, from the beginning of the idea to the recording session in wherever, in Abbey Road or wherever it is, uh, how everything happened. So now I could apply that to my own projects. And apply it, he did. When he was done with his daily internship responsibilities, he'd switch gears to his own work immediately looking for ways to apply what he was learning to his own craft. Whenever I would finish what I had to do in the studio at night or something, I would write on write my own music. And I was doing that all the time. And I would like kind of do two shifts, you know, their shift and then my shift. <laughs> One of the songs to come out of that time was The Kid with Lonely Eyes, which Pedro originally wrote for an anti-bullying campaign in Spain. But it also got the attention of a director in Boston. This filmmaker... From, from Boston, listened to that track in my website. And, and then she emailed me saying that she was impressed by my work, something like a very cold email, because uh, we were going to work on a short film together. And then a friend uh, that I did a Chinese movie with, a Chinese film with, uh, sent me what she posted on WeChat. WeChat is this Chinese uh, communication uh, app, like WhatsApp kind of. And she sent me this message that she posted. I met this young composer and she, he sent me a track called The Kid With Lonely Eyes. I was walking by Copley Square and I had to sit down and I started crying because the emotion moved me so much. The song itself emerged quickly, a testament to Pedro's deadline-driven approach to creation. So I wrote it one day, I revised it the next day, and that was pretty much it. Um, it just came out very naturally that... Uh, I started with this voice of a, of a child, and which is actually me singing, and I pitched it up an octave, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I just wrote that, this little melody. Like, and then I started playing with it, and I, I added the string orchestra, and then I added some electronics to make it sound more emotional and bigger and more engaging. And, and then the piano is... The piano and that that child's voice is the most important thing of, of the piece. The Kid with Lonely Eyes is a great example of what Pedro loves about scoring, combining that jolt of inspiration with the grand vision of orchestration and arrangement. I think there's two parts. One is the, 
from the birth of the idea in, in when when that seed gets planted when you read the script and you talk to the to the director and and discovering the sound of the film and the other one is the recording session that's like when you're a kid and you're back to like the playground you know <laughs> and you have these these amazing musicians who have been trained for their whole life on their craft and then you just move a stick and they're together you know it's like magic and they are all playing something you created that you've been listening to from the speakers of your computer with virtual sounds that are nothing like the orchestra. To hear Pedro talk about how he immerses himself in his projects, it can seem like he's always working, or at least always thinking about his work. It's as if he's a method actor, a method composer, where living life and writing music are the same thing. Take his piece, Descendants of String, which started as a student project, but grew into something much bigger. Last, last year, for example, uh, I did a session with this engineer, Dan Pfeiffer, a good friend of mine. And, and it was this crazy, crazy project because it was actually a student project. But we, we kind of bypassed the student world and we just paid it like, what would we do if this was a multi-million dollar production? And so he got all this equipment from the BSO to record. We, we went into the St. Cecilia Church, which, which has really beautiful acoustics. And then we put together this like... 60-piece orchestra, and we, and, and we record this, this score to this Chinese film. But his grand vision didn't stop with the 60-piece orchestra. As Pedro pursued this urge to create something that had never been heard before, the work quite literally changed his life. I know this is really silly, but I stopped going to my grocery store and I bought everything in Chinatown for like a month, <laughs> just so that I would get into this different world. I started learning Chinese and just kind of getting in the head of the filmmaker, it's it's very fun. And then when you record the music and it sounds and it's, it comes to life and, and you mix it and, and you have something that didn't exist before. You can hear more of Pedro's music at pedroosuna.net. This episode of Sounds of Berkeley was engineered by Brandon Bachajan. Our theme music is You Made Me by Sleeping Lion. I'm Brian Paris, and this is Sounds of Berkeley. Berkeley.